Welcome to Turn Left at the Wormhole. I'm Andrew. And I'm Josh. It's been almost three months. So much has happened in my life since then, you know? I mean, yeah, I was thinking my, about that. my child has already gone to college. Um, you know, We're both grandparents. My life is in shambles. I mean, just a lot going on. So, <laughs> you know, crazy stuff. I mean, like Infinity War came out like the last time we recorded and now it's Endgame. So, yep. a lot of stuff going on. But, oh, hey, yeah. It's exciting. Good to be back. Feels nice. Oh, very much so. I uh, I thought we were never going to record again. I mean, me too. You know, I thought the friendship was over, but you yeah. just keep texting me. So, um, <laughs> nah, have to do it eventually. So, uh, but yeah, exciting stuff. And uh, I think we have a pretty good scenario today. Uh, really yeah, like it's... free reign, though, of what we're going to do. So, oh, yeah. And uh, all I'll say is it's the Borg. Yeah, the Borg episode. So when We've we started, yeah, when we started this, this was like the only solid idea we had was eventually to do something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can just jump into it then, since yep. uh, what you fans have been clamoring for is more of us. Um, you know, and so. especially to our international fans. Yeah, <laughs> we see you there in the UK and Sweden and Russia and Iran. Yeah, so whoever whoever's doing that. We have no idea who you are, or it's just a system glitch. Uh, yeah. My guess is on the latter. Uh, but if you're real, tweet at us. <laughs> yes, uh, please tweet at us in like something please. in uh, in Russian or you. Know, we'll Google or Translate whatever. it. We'll figure it out. Yeah, it's probably we'll just find the universal translator. It's mostly going to be insults. Um, anyway, but yeah. Uh, we can hop into it then. So if you're new to the podcast, what we do is uh, we have a scenario and we're just going to talk about it and uh, we're going to kind of write our own ending to a story that we give mm-hmm. you. And then uh, at the end, we roll a dice to see who dies and who lives. So uh, we'll go ahead and jump into it. So without further ado, the Borg. Your ship has stopped. All around it is the deafening silence of space. Creepy, right? Mm -hmm. Inside your ship, the halls are emptying as people rush to their quarters, the klaxons sound informing you of a red alert. Your captain looks out of the view screen to behold the Enterprise E. You try hailing them, but nothing comes across in the view screen other than the empty bridge. A lone figure walks into the frame. Your captain immediately recognizes the the distinct wires and tubing. It's a Borg. Who are you? How did you get on that ship? Your captain. Your captain asks. The Borg just continues to walk closer to the view screen and says in a monotone, You will be assimilated. The view screen cuts out and silence fills the bridge. How does your team win? And then we're going to roll a dodecahedron at the end to see who or how many crew members die. Um, So Andrew and I already had a few people that died in the last episode, uh, which if you don't remember, go back and listen to it. Uh, We get paid now for that. So do that. (laughs) And then then also, um, you know, we have a bunch of different people uh, Mm -hmm. for the full list. We'll put those on Twitter maybe um, of who was on our team. But uh, my bridge is captained by Jean-Luc and Andrew's bridge is captained by Benjamin Sisko. So anyway, Andrew, uh, are we going to start it off? Uh, well, we should also mention we only have eighteen, correct? Yeah, people on our ship. So when you roll a twenty-sided dice, there's a chance everybody just dies. Exactly. So we don't know who it's going to be. Blaze of glory. We're going to have to choose that number. So mm-hmm. I have two ships, and we get both of our ships in this case. Mm-hmm. I have the Defiant and the Voyager. 
So the Defiant is going to be captained by Catherine Janeway. And Worf will be with her, as will Seven of Nine, because she goes with Janeway. We'll throw Samantha Carter and Gaius Baltar over there as well. And the rest are on Voyager. Mm -hmm. Voyager also has the Alpha Flyer. I'm sorry, the Delta Flyer. There was an Alpha Flyer talked about. Uh, A Delta Flyer, which will be piloted by Tom Paris and um, throw a Gowron with him. It's just a little shuttlecraft, but it's got some firepower. So those are, are, are my ships. Um, they discover very quickly that the Enterprise E has been completely taken over. Unlike in First Contact, there is, uh, there's nothing left. It's fully Borg. Uh, so it's a tricked out version of the Enterprise. So they, they understand that there's, there's going to be a lot of fight here. So all three ships are flying around doing evasive maneuvers, firing, running away. I mean, Voyager is the least maneuverable, so it's trying to stay the furthest away. The other two progressively closer. Um, They realize that they're no match for the Enterprise-E's firepower. Sure. So they are going to have to sacrifice a ship to do it. The Delta Flyer is too small. Mm Mm-hmm. So they're going to crash the Defiant into the Enterprise E. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if they will make it off before it explodes, because that happens with the dice. Mm-hmm. Um, that disables the weapons in most of the ship. but They still have transporters, so they have to continue to fire and take down the shields with the other two ships. And eventually, after great damage to both the Delta Flyer and Voyager, they're able to destroy completely the Enterprise E. Mm-hmm. But not after severe crewman damage and both ships are almost crippled. So now shall we roll to see if anyone how, survives? Yeah. yeah, how many do I lose? And you lose. Oh, oh man, Andrew, you only lose two people. This is. I feel like we should roll again. Well, that's unexpected. (laughs) So, as the Delta Flyer was going in, not the Delta Flyer, as the Defiant was going in, they realized autopilot was out (laughs) because it always goes out, and Uh, of course, and it takes a person in engineering (laughs) and a pilot. Mm -hmm. So, Worf and Janeway, Janeway the engineer in this case. And Worf being the Klingon who always says, it's a good day to die. He stays on the bridge. She goes down into the engine room to keep it going. Mm. And they sacrifice themselves to take out the weapons. Amazing. Yeah. They go out in a blaze of glory. Truly. Yeah. And I mean, Worf is your your favorite character. So, I mean, he has to to have an honorable death. Sure. I mean... Nowhere nearly as honorable as uh, Chief O'Brien's, but sure. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So... If you don't get that reference, go back and listen to like episode two. Yeah. Um, if you'll, you'll hear in the tone of voice at the end of it, how sad I am. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, similar ideas, I think a little bit here, uh, but uh, how I was going to do this, I have the Enterprise D um, 
And then obviously the Enterprise D, the big thing there that they revealed in like episode one, what one, and then they <laughs> never it used one. it ever again. Is that they can <laughs> they can uh, take out the saucer section from the battle bridge and they used uh, it in generations. They used it a little bit more, but I mean very sparingly. <laughs> and I mean, like, come on, that was the coolest thing. And you're like, wow, this is a game changer. And it literally never changed the game. So oh, never. Uh, anyway, um, because it literally give, it gives you two ships that you can use. So anyway. That is kind of what we're going for here. Adama is going to take most of the uh, good people uh, that are just, you know, the families hanging out, and they're going to go to uh, the saucer section and detach. Meanwhile, you're going to have the rest of the crew, including Jean-Luc, go to um, the battle bridge, and I'm going to include in here Jean-Luc. And I picked up for my helmsman R2-D2, since Hoban Washburn died in the last episode. And then we have, uh, we're going to keep Jordy on there. So engineering is going to have LaForge. And then we will also probably have um, someone from medical. So Dr. Bashir, and then we're going to keep Esri Dax in ops there. So those are the ones that we have going. Jean-Luc, R2, LaForge, and Bashir and Esri Dax are all on the battle bridge. And what they are going to have to do to just get the shields down to destroy this ship is probably have a reaction between the matter and antimatter reactors just to get the shields down so someone else can go in in a blaze of glory and destroy them. And that is going to be a ship piloted by Malcolm Reynolds, and that, of course, is the Serenity. And you say, well, Josh, the Serenity doesn't really have many weapons. You are absolutely correct. It is going to be a kamikaze mission for the Serenity. So... Matter anti or matter and antimatter, the forge gets that to go off and ginormous explosion in space. Meanwhile, the saucer section is far and away, um, and you have uh, Hoban Washburn, who has the Serenity and other crew members in it. We're going to see how many crew members are in it, and he has to go in and try to destroy uh, the Enterprise. So now we roll. Oh, no way. This is a very anticlimactic episode. Only three people die. <laughs> so, Hoban Washburn, the man, or excuse me, Malcolm Reynolds, the man, takes uh, with him, uh, let's kill off, uh, we're going to kill off Chief Tyrol, uh because he, of course, um, was a bad guy, if you've never seen BSG. And then uh, lastly, we'll kill off uh, Wesley Crusher, because, you know, if anyone deserves to die, it's probably Wesley. It's a lie. (laughs) Again, Will Wheaton, we would love to have you on the show. Will Wheaton as a person, there is very few people on Earth that are better than Will Wheaton. Wesley Crusher drives me bananas. So (laughs) anyway, they die in a blaze of glory by destroying their ship everyone else from the battle bridge is beamed off before they are killed um and uh miraculously the crew survives after just a meager sacrifice which i mean you know more avengers died to kill thanos so i'm okay with three you know (laughs) spoilers i mean I haven't seen it, but I kind of know because no, because you spoiled it for me. I didn't say anything. Okay. I did ask for it, but still you told me someone told you a spoiler. (laughs) 
And I'm like, yep. and then you said, yes, that's true. And I'm like, see, I knew it. <laughs> Just to clarify, this is not a spoiler. We are not saying anything. Go see the movie. <laughs> I was very surprised to tell you the truth that Jean-Luc Picard shows up in yeah. Avengers Endgame. I mean, yeah. really takes you Him back. And Dumbledore. Like, it was such a surprise. <laughs> I would watch that movie. It'd be I, I would movie, definitely I watch, watch that movie. <laughs> so anyway, maybe we'll have a poll up. You can vote on whose uh, whose story you liked a little bit better. Yeah, because um, I'm pretty sure we're tied at three to three because the last two polls never went up. So I just win by default. <laughs> so I this mean, is I a tiebreaker. The polls. Yeah. So yeah, Josh uh, is in charge, so he didn't put them up, so I win. It's his fault. Yeah. Um. Anyway. So man, I really got away with a lot there. Um, I was expecting it to be because I mean. Literally everything around the three yeah. is terrible. Uh-huh. Uh, around the three is a 16, a 19, a 17, a 10, and an 8. So, I mean. I was expecting to have to kill at least half. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm fine with three. You know, I would more than, I'd be more than willing to sacrifice three people to save the rest of the ship. Yeah. Uh, and I think any officer would, of course, agree. So, well done. As learned Luke. by Deanna Troy when she took the bridge test. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's true. It's a difficult, difficult task, but someone's going to do it. Indeed. Yeah, let's just get over to the Twitter poll. Yeah, stick around now from a a word from our sponsors. Does your lawn look like the jungle of Dagobah? Do you need help getting it under control? If so, call Joel's Lawn Care Service. He'll cruise right over and help make sure that it looks like a proper Tatooine line. Hey, welcome back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you guys are still listening, then congratulations. Not many people make it through this um, this part. So, well, I'm looking at you, Mom. You know what you've done. Um, <laughs> anyway, so uh, more importantly, our second segment deals with the more important issues of life so uh, it's a very important issue yeah i mean this is one that i think we've all thought about but we didn't think we were thinking about until we thunk it so we're going to get into a little bit of uh superhero stuff since you know we're all we've all got the in-game fever and all um especially one favorite avenger uh but we don't talk about them enough and that is rocket raccoon um one of the best Avengers, uh, minus his propensity to um, steal body parts from people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Rocket true. Raccoon, Rocket Raccoon is the best. And I mean, come on, you're listening to Bradley Cooper's voice. Nothing gets better than that. So uh, Unless Rocket Raccoon was voiced by James Earl Jones. I would still, yeah, I would watch that. That would be great. Um, but no, it wouldn't be as sarcastic. Yeah, I would like to hear a James Earl Jones sarcasm voice. Um, mm-hmm. Like... Luke, I'm your father. Seriously, dude. <laughs> Come like on, all bro. College, hum- <laughs> college humor videos. Um, so anyway, uh, what we want to talk about, though, now is if we could choose a creature to be our superhero sidekick. Uh, it can be a mythical creature or an animal. Oh, it can um, be mythical? We didn't yeah, say that. Mythical. I mean, oh. do you want to make it mythical? Uh, I might now. You can go first. Okay. So mythical... And then it can be mythical or regular creature. And then what its superpower is. Um, So 
uh, we all have a Patronus. If you don't have a Patronus, then really you have no right to listen to this podcast. <laughs> and how did you get on here? Um, so here's a so, quick question before you get going. What house did that test say you were in? Uh, Ravenclaw. Yeah, I've taken it three times and gotten three different results. What are you? You're a Hufflepuff, aren't you? Hufflepuff, Slytherin, or Ravenclaw? Ravenclaw <clears throat> doesn't make sense. I could see Slytherin, but I'm like, Hufflepuff? Come on yeah. now. I'm like I'm like forty percent Hufflepuff and sixty percent Ravenclaw. Everyone wants to say they're a Gryffindor. Come on, you're wrong. You you know that you're probably a Hufflepuff. Um, Me? No, I would probably I. It would be Slytherin or Gryffindor. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people, you know, they want to be uh, Gryffindor, but Gryffindor is for the truly exceptional. And come on, if you're listening to this podcast, you uh, have no right being in Gryffindor yeah. either. That's true. We definitely don't. <laughs> Except for I do, so I am. <laughs> so my Patronus, though, is an elk. Um, but you might be thinking, how ridiculous would it be to have a sidekick elk? And you're right. Um, so, of course, uh, I would choose another forest creature uh, to be my uh, go-to teammate. And that would be the noble chipmunk. Um, very small, yes, but packs a punch. Also, a chipmunk is one of the most ferocious creatures when he is fighting creatures of his size or smaller. Um, have you ever seen a chipmunk run away from a worm? I don't think so. Chipmunks are very mean. Their teeth are very sharp and uh, very aggressive and quick. So I would say the chipmunk. And uh, if he had a superpower, I would argue that probably invisibility would be the best thing, mm. provided that the chipmunk can relate uh, clandestine information to me later on. That's valid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that's just one. I have many other characters that I would be willing to swap in. Of course, the dolphin that can fly, um, but we can get into that if need be. But what about you? Mm-hmm. Any any ideas? If there was an animal, even if it's mythical, what would you go with? Um, well, I was going to go mythical, but I think I'll go with what I originally thought. Mine would be some variety of uh, a polar bear. Hmm. But this polar bear is extremely wise <laughs> uh i don't know how it's gained its wisdom but it it is it's it's a, a philosopher bear hmm. surviving but, climate change will do that to a bear yeah but it's also <laughs> sarcastic hmm. so it's it, it's it's got attitude Give me an example like who would you compare this person to in fiction or in movies mm. Hmm. Like Dr. House? Hmm. I don't know if... That's too sarcastic. Maybe. Hmm. Um, what would be a good comparison? I think it would be fun if he had the sarcasm of Han Solo. Hmm. But the wisdom of Yoda. Interesting. Um, Could be his... talking about Chewie right now. Yeah. This bear can speak. It's part of the, it's part oh. of the package. But his special ability is. This is where I've been struggling. Like what his ability is. Yeah, I feel like that's. I mean, it's difficult because you want to have something that's complementary to your own, right? Yeah. So I mean, because communication is a given. If it's your sidekick, you have to be able to talk to it. 
Right. Right. So it can't just be communication. So I'm thinking that this polar bear's special ability is that it is. Uh... Yeah, I'm gonna go with a martial arts master. Ooh. That's a a good choice, um, possibly overdone. Now, I will tell you, there is one, though. uh, If you go on Amazon Prime, there is a Russian version of the Avengers (laughs) where, no joke, I'm not even kidding. It's called, like, the... it's not like the Revengers, but it's basically like that. But it's a Russian version of the Avengers, and one of the people is like Captain America, except he is a Russian bear, and he just people to death. <laughs> it's like the most ridiculous thing in the world. But one guy has like the torso and head of a bear. Um, so, uh, I mean, really impressive things, though, that he can do, which you wouldn't think, given the Is it called and... Guardians? Yes, Guardians. That's the one. Oh, man, it is so terrible. Okay, I just it's... added it to my watch list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you haven't watched it, go just the literally the first 20 minutes alone are well worth the watch. It does. It absolutely gives no context to most of what's going on, even with English subtitles. It's just like there were experiments. Let's go kill these people, and <laughs> and then they have to like get together and you know protect themselves, like all four of them. But, oh, that's um, fantastic! Yeah, if there was any any co- country to turn uh, a human into a bear, it would be Russia. Um, so to our Russian listener out there, um, you know, sorry. kudos, <laughs> kudos to you. Good job. <laughs> Communism does wonders. Uh, <laughs> but I, yeah, I don't know. Um, chipmunk, I just feel like given its size and uh, especially if you give it invisibility, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to go far. Um, really. It's a good spy. Super mobile. Yeah. I feel like it's just a really good spy, a really good sidekick. It can never overshadow you. It can only help you because no mm-hmm. one has ever been angry at a chipmunk. Um, and could you imagine a guard having to shoot a chipmunk? I don't think they'd be able to, uh, ultimately. So uh, I think that that chipmunk has some longevity, um, even though the chipmunk's age, I'm pretty sure, doesn't go past like five years. Um, but uh, for those five years, he will have done his duty. Um, yes, indeed. Know. But uh, also, Andrew, what's your Patronus? I can't remember. Honestly. A fish or something, isn't it? It wasn't a fish. Uh, what was it? Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Yeah. Mine was an elk. Um, What's that website called again? Pottermore. I'm blanking. Pottermore. Not that I go on there every day. I haven't been on there in a while. Right. Um, How do you log in? <laughs> you're going to have to reset your password to get into Pottermore. <laughs> I can't even find the login. So if you've ever worked in like customer service for Pottermore or something, I feel like that would be great. Like just having to deal with people day in and day out. Like I can't oh, remember yeah. my login and I really need to know what my Patronus is. <laughs> Here we go. Login. Okay. It has, let's, let's figure out which one this is. Oh, good grief. Why this one? <laughs> Apparently the one I saved, um, it says I'm Ravenclaw, and my Patronus is an adder. An adder? Jeez, man. That's very aggressive. <laughs> I mean, an adder is supposed to be like a really wise snake, so maybe that's it. 
I want to see if I have another login. <laughs> you have 19 emails saved. <laughs> I think I use so Facebook can... <laughs> and my Yahoo and my Gmail. Yeah. Oh, man. Know. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um... I have both saved. <laughs> Let's see what this one is. You have to accept it. The sorting hat doesn't make mistakes. All right. If I'm a Slytherin, my Patronus is a dapple gray mare. That's, you know, okay, I guess, if you're into horses. I mean, the adder is much more aggressive, so I feel like that would be able to... I mean, literally, that's how bizarre I got on those two tests. Well, I mean, I don't know if there's any similarity between a dapple gray mare and and an adder, but, you know, you do, for some reason, you suit both of those very well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just like Ravenclaw. I'm not that studious. Yeah, this is like we we decided like this segment would be funny, but I mean, most of this is just turning into Patronus talk. So if you have a Patronus, uh, yeah. let us know what it is. If it's a ridiculous one, please let us know because that's mm-hmm. much more fun than like the real oh, stuff. Yeah. So um, well, and if you have something you want us to talk about, we have now finished our fantasy version of the sci-fi. So pretty much it's going to be whatever we feel like talking about that day. So if you have something you think that would be funny for us to talk about, let us know. Yeah. Whenever I'm explaining this podcast to people who are like, oh, what's your podcast about? I tell them it's mostly me complaining about how bad Jean-Luc Picard has been for like 40 <laughs> minutes. And then we and then we end it for some reason. So it's mostly And then we gonna... say, yeah, actually, he's the best. <laughs> uh, come on. I mean, like, yeah, he can talk. That's all he can do. He... Uh, we don't need to get into this. Go back and listen to those episodes. And all of where we basically voted... say he's not the best captain, and then in the end we say, actually, yeah, we got. He is to compared him. to he is compared <laughs> to Kirk, but I mean, compared to Janeway. Okay, we just listen to the episodes <laughs> and let us know. What we you could think. go around in circles all day on this. I one. mean, Jean Luc is trash, and if you don't agree, then <laughs> then have fun being in Gryffindor and being seeker of the Quidditch team your entire life because you are living in a fantasy land. So (laughs) until next time, (laughs) this podcast is ridiculous. (laughs) Later. Have a good one.